Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Boaz came through in a way that the poor guy in Deuteronomy 25 does not. Jesus comes through in an eternal sense in a way that even Boaz could only, only foreshadow. He could only hint at. The man in Deuteronomy 25 whose sister-in-law, who's been bereaved, is able to, according to Deuteronomy 25.9, uh, go up to him in sight of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, and spit in his face. He is considered her, her lever, or L-E-V-I-R, brother-in-law, hence the term leveret marriage. So he is the lever, he is the brother-in-law, he is expected to follow through and deliver the bride who's in distress, but he has refused to do so. And for that reason, she has this entitlement to come before him in front of the city elders. It's the one time that we see a woman called before uh, 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 the elders of the city gate to be able to make an authoritative proclamation. And it's not a happy one. She's able to permanently mark this guy with shame. In fact, uh, the text says in verse 10 that his family name is forever marred by this. It was really, really brutal. This is what is done to the man who will not build up his brother's house. Like she makes this declaration in front of the elders, according to Deuteronomy 25, 9 and 10. And then in verse 10, it says that his family name in Israel is changed to the house of the man whose sandal was removed. That would be the poor guy's legacy. Now, I don't know of any of the family genealogical records within Israel wherein this actually would, would take place and would happen, but wow! that it's proclaimed this way and written in Deuteronomy 25 means that God really, really meant it. Like we talked about yesterday, this difficult text comes into focus in the book of Ruth. Now in verses 11 and 12, another interpretation, uh, another interpretation comes to light, okay? It's all about shaming the man who did not rise up and deliver the bride who's in distress, who did not produce offspring in memory of the one who has been lost, okay? Uh, that's why Onan is even put to death by God. We saw that last week in Genesis chapter 38. Verses 11 and 12 could be some of the most difficult passages, uh, two of the most difficult verses to describe in all the Bible. If two men are fighting with each other, the wife of one steps in to rescue her husband from the one striking him, and she puts out her hand and grabs his genitals. You are to cut off her hand. Do not show pity. Sounds so brutal. And it's the only time we see mutilation uh, prescribed. It's also in the context of this call for the preservation of family lines. So if the man is marred in such a way that he's rendered infertile, you can see how that would be a loss to his family line. It would be like effectively making him um, uh, Onan. It would be like rendering him one infertile, guaranteeing that his offspring do not uh, carry the name forward on his allocation of the promised land. So verses 11 and 12 of Deuteronomy 25 are often referred to uh, in discussions among atheists and skeptics on the internet. Don't be shocked if as a Christian you have these thrown at you, if you're particularly, if, if like me, you have this penchant for engaging people who are hostile toward God with the gospel, they'll come to it. And I pray that you'll be able to answer. Actually, here's a story in the book of Ruth of the guy who comes through in and and saves the day and redeems the bride who's in distress and his new and his new mother-in-law he's able to uh, have a child with 
his new bride in memory of the deceased, but Deuteronomy 25 gives this prescription for the, uh, what the wife can do if her brother-in-law refuses to save the day, refuses to, uh, to redeem her. That comes right on the heel. Verses 11 and 12, this prescription for the cutting off of the hand of the woman who does grasp a man inappropriately and publicly, if she were to have injured him and make it impossible for him to have children, she would have likewise basically rendered him a poor leveret, a failed, uh, a failed Boaz, more like Onan. You can draw from Genesis 38, you can draw from Ruth, and you can give biblical clarity to why this severe punishment was prescribed in Deuteronomy 25. When we stick with scripture, by the time you get to the book of Ruth, all of it comes clear, even verses 11 and 12. Even verses 11 and 12 have another alternative uh, alternative solution. Were Boaz to have been injured and unable to reproduce, he would not have been able to rescue the day. He would not have been able to act as the Goel in the book of Ruth. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you, Lord, for their devotion to the Word of God. We're dealing with all some of the most just tough texts in all of Scripture, but Lord, they find redemption in this love story that you wrote in the book of Ruth, the love story that encompasses your love as it includes the gospel. It leads to the genealogy at the opening of the gospel of Matthew. I pray that we as Christians be ready and willing and able to give a reason for the hope that we have. When someone like Satan would try to take your word out of context and use it to try to criticize Christianity, I pray that my brothers and sisters who have been with us through the study of Ruth, we be able to give context and illuminate the story of the leveret marriage prescription given by God, typified through Boaz, given its antithesis in Onan, given its stipulations in Deuteronomy 25. I pray, Lord, that we would never be embarrassed of the Word of God, that we would always hold it up because it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, that we'd be able to build a bridge from passages like these to Jesus and share the gospel, even with our critics who come to us with verses like these, eisegeted, removed from context. May their weapons dismantle in their hands because they were never theirs to begin with. They were always meant to point to Jesus, point to Jesus, point to Jesus. We see even Deuteronomy 25, a passage that is difficult for us to understand and at times accept. Lord, it laid the foundation for the book of Ruth, which led to the genealogy that led to Jesus. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.